Let's talk some more football unless our guy Chase Kitty wants to talk some Yanks, Blue Jays. You can hear him on the Lion's Edge podcast from BetMGM. Chase, how are things? It's good. It's a good Tuesday night listening to BetMGM tonight, of course. All right, let's just go there. Let's start Let's start with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Some would say my Indianapolis Colts against the Kansas City Chiefs. Not going to lie, Colts had no business winning that game. In fact, the Colts did not win that game. It should not go on the standings as a victory. The Chiefs <laughs> wee-weed down their legs. Made threw their up socks on the, yellow. Yes, they, that was an ultimate choke job. The Chiefs are going to be just fine, by the way. I don't know yeah. about the Colts, but it still felt good cashing that ticket what did you learn in that game watching that game between those two teams man because Mahomes is still Mahomes I don't know what the Colts are at this point because Matt Ryan there's some good then there's some really bad especially with the play calling the fourth and one play action where we have Matt Ryan in a three-step drop getting absolutely rocked and fumbling the football I don't want to see that anymore yeah, well, I, I I think credit to you and PJ for for buying the ugly dog and thank you Chase there. of course of course uh, I I think the, the reason you buy a ticket like that, and, and this is sort of what I learned, not, not something I learned because I already knew it, but like from a theoretical standpoint, you don't know how it's going to happen, but when you buy low, there are so many paths to weird wins like that. So you could never have scripted that up or, or, or known, hey, the Colts are going to get this cover through this weird, circuitous path of happenstances. I think my personal favorite was Matt Ryan getting sacked for negative eight yards on third and six, but the refs giving the Colts a first down because, and I'm not making this up, they said this, they, they revealed this earlier today, the Chiefs got dinged for a personal foul for cussing. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Ryan was, but Matt Ryan was talking trash backs. I mean, I'll take it, but that that was, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, some, something that, was. Wow, that yeah. is wild. Chase, we also have to uh, return the favor to you and congratulate and thank your James Madison Dukes for yeah. coming up big against Appalachian State on Saturday. That was that was much needed. Uh, I'm going to ask you about this Bills-Ravens game, though. I can't believe it's a 1 o'clock game, Lamar Jackson Gross. and Josh Allen. That just seems criminal. But the Ravens are plus 3.5, and, and I think that hook is very key in this game. Only the third time ever Lamar is a home underdog in his career, those previous two games— he won him outright. Is he going three for three this weekend, Chase? I don't know. I, I, I'm probably going to end up staying away from this game, which I know isn't a very sexy answer. But my my feeling, my gut feeling is after that Buffalo game in Miami last week, you have to buy the Bills in this spot. You're not going to have a lot of chances to buy low like this on a Buffalo squad that's probably the best team in the NFL. Uh, I was a little hesitant to go there at the beginning of the season because it seemed like we were crowning them so early. We were so easy with all of the profusive praise, but they have been that good. And it feels like, I mean, they outplayed Miami to some ridiculous degree. They, you know, they were plus 240 yards or where, wherever they were. So it feels to me like Buffalo is the better team right now. I think Baltimore's back end is a little suspect. I don't know that they really like play super hard, which is a weird thing to say about a John Harbaugh team. I think they have problems on the offensive line. Lamar's been awesome. It's it's some of the other pieces around him that I have questions about. So I, I would if I was going to play it, I would lay the points with Buffalo because after that Miami game, I feel like you're getting it at a, at a cheaper price than you would be able to normally. Yeah, and to your point, Chase, like the Ravens allowed Mac Jones to basically do the gritty. All over him. I mean, he was throwing the rock to places that I didn't even know Mac Jones at this point 
But that suspect line was capable of. Ravens defense, uh, secondary specifically a little suspect, but the Buffalo Bills, their secondary is pretty much out as well. They're looking at getting guys off the street who used to be pro bowlers. Uh, Total, though, 51 and a half, and it is dropping. For some reason, my initial instinct is that I like the over, just based on kind of that analysis. If you were going to do anything with the total, what would you do? Totally agree with uh, your analysis there, Trista. I saw the line coming down here earlier today, and I thought, Ooh, let's see. Let's see how far down that goes. Let's see if we can get, you know, near 49 or 48 because those are like key numbers in the total market. And then I would look at a counter on the over because I think there's good value there. Which ones, uh, what plays do you really like in the NFL before we move over to college? Anything that you want to uh, throw out there? I think your Packers are interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to see Bailey or Hoyer the Destroyer there for New England, but it sounds like we're not going to see Mac Jones. I think New England is offensively kind of inept to begin with. I don't know that you're going to get any better performance if Mac Jones doesn't suit up there. So I kind of like Green Bay if you can get a 10 or a 9.5. Pittsburgh, I think, is interesting. Really, I like a lot of the the not well-liked favorites this week. So Pittsburgh, I'm thinking about. Uh, Houston, Trista was talking them up in the last segment. I really like Houston plus the 5. You're not getting the best of the number. But only 41% of the tickets are on the Texans, and yet the line's moving toward them. That's a key uh, signal that they're the right side, probably. Cincinnati, minus one and a half to minus four against Miami, and the tickets are basically split. So, again, that's sharp money. And I talk all the time on my podcast about the San Francisco Rams rivalry and how everybody always wants to buy the Rams, and Shanahan just kind of has this weird mastery over McVay. So 41% of the tickets on the 49ers, and yet the line goes from minus one to minus two and a half. I think that's a 49ers spot, even though we didn't love what we saw uh, on Sunday night in Denver. Uh, Really quickly, moving over to college football, the line that kind of caught me by surprise, and I feel like I'd have to play the favorite even though it's stinky, Florida State, seven-point favorites over Wake Forest. Tough loss for Wake Forest, obviously, against Clemson, but their offensive line held up way better than I thought against Clemson's front four. Total in the game, 65.5. How would you play that one, and does that surprise you at all to see Florida State favored by a touchdown? Florida State's good. I don't know if they're a touchdown better than Wake Forest. I would trust Hartman over the Florida State offense, so for me that's probably a pass. But I do think uh, I was looking at the ticket splits on that one as well, and that's another situation where the public really likes the dog and a lot of the sharp money is coming in on Florida State. The line's moving up toward the Seminoles. Chase, talk to me about these two SEC matchups. Mississippi State hosting A&M this weekend. The Mississippi State Bulldogs are actually minus four at home. And then Kentucky on the road in Oxford against Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus six and a half. If you had to play a favorite in one of those games, who would you take? So actually two of my favorite games of the whole weekend. Oh, there you go. There you go. To answer your question, if I had to take a favorite, it's Mississippi State. One of my favorite bets, one of pretty much any college football professional bettors' favorite spots is taking an unranked favorite playing against a ranked underdog. And that's the exact situation we had two weeks ago with Washington and Michigan State. Washington was unranked. They were minus three, went up to minus three and a half before kickoff. We have it again here with Mississippi State playing against a ranked A&M team, Mississippi State's unranked. They open at minus two. That's now up to minus three and a half, minus four. I would still play it even at that number. I think Mississippi State's the toughest team that A&M will have played to this point. I think they're actually pretty good. 
Uh, so I like them to win and cover. And then that Ole Miss-Kentucky game, I mean, I, I'm not taking a side in this, but I have been, just been slamming Ole Miss-unders all season. People see Lane Kiffin. Mm. I think I even talked about it last week. People see Lane Kiffin. They see the Ole Miss team that produced such a prolific offense last year, and they think offense, offense, offense. The defense is by far the better unit on that team, and until the market corrects, I'm just going to keep hitting it, these unders over and over again. It doesn't hurt that they're playing against Kentucky, which also has a very methodical offense and a pretty stingy defense. The number that I saw is 54.5. That's down from 55.5, despite the fact 74% of the tickets are on the, on the over. So, again, lots of reverse line movement is keying a lot of these moves that I like early in the week. Yeah, and like you said, Kentucky's defense is legit. Um, I also want to get your thoughts on two teams, um, two teams that have surprised, I think, a little bit, right? Louisville. Uh, and Minnesota. Minnesota is one of 10 teams. It's 4-0 against the spread. Uh, top 10 team now in the rankings. And Louisville has been pretty impressive as well. Like, how should we be looking at these teams? Are they just having a nice start to their season? Or are we maybe thinking about taking them to bet on them against the spread moving forward as well? Louisville, I can't figure out at all. I loved them coming into the year. Malik Cunningham, I thought, was the most dynamic quarterback in the ACC. You know, they go up to Syracuse and kind of lay an egg. I kind of thought I wanted to get off them the next week because they played UCF on a short turnaround, went 0 for 2 on that one. So I'm kind of laying out and, uh, and waiting to see more data points before I try to go back to the wall on Louisville. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're good when they're right. When, when they're on and everything's working, they're really good offensively for sure. Uh, as for the other game, I mean, I, I don't even remember. i got to be honest. I don't remember what the other game was. <laughs> Minnesota. 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 Minnesota played statistically one of the best, like, games, 60 minutes of football that any FBS team has put on film this year. So I don't even know what to do with that information. It's, it's one of those things when you're so, so good or you're so, so bad, it's kind of hard to take that seriously because you know that there's going to be regression to the mean, either upward or downward, depending on what you did. And you, you just can't work off that. So Minnesota, it's kind of like a stay away for a couple weeks just because they're so hot. You feel like you're buying at the absolute top of the market. Mm. Last one I got for you, North Carolina State and Clemson. It's a six-and-a-half-point spread. Clemson favored at home in this game, but the seven's not there for NC State. Total 40-and-a-half. I really like this NC State team. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, the interesting thing about Clemson is that they have had a lot of success historically the last few years against Wake Forest. They've had a lot of trouble with NC State. So for me, I'm very comfortable after a nice win for Clemson where they go and prove, hey, we can score some points. We are not totally tripping over our feet all the time on offense. They go and they beat Wake Forest in a little bit of an offensive showcase, and now they go to NC State, and people are a little wary to buy NC State. I love NC State in this spot. I think historically Dave Doran kind of knows what to do against Clemson. So, yeah, I like NC State there a lot plus the points. Chase, real quick, we got about two minutes left. Kansas home dog this week against Iowa State plus three. I have a feeling Kansas is going to be one of the most popular public plays of the week because people just love the story. They're 4-0. They should be ranked. It's actually a crime that they're not. What are you doing in this game, though? It, it kind of just feels like Iowa State's probably got to be the right side, the fact they're a road favorite and all the love Kansas is getting. But what are you doing? Yeah, PJ, you're absolutely inside my head tonight. Uh, you're, you're totally on it. I've got it on my sheet. 
68% of the tickets are on Kansas here. Uh, the line is totally frozen despite the big volume of betting on the Jayhawks. I'll give you another one. Jalen Daniels is BetMGM's number one Heisman liability wow. right now. So the public loves Kansas just like you laid out. Uh, Iowa State's totally the side here. They're going to win. Before we let you go, about 30 seconds, anything else that you uh, haven't given to the people love that you want to give you out? Love in college football. Love, love. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, I haven't bet it yet. I really like Ohio this week. Not Ohio State, but Ohio. They're playing Kent State, who played Georgia really tight, so everybody all of a sudden loves Kent State because they played a tight <laughs> game. That doesn't mean they're awesome. If you're laying 11 points in a conference game with Kent State, you're doing it wrong. Thanks so much, man. Good luck this weekend, Chase. Take it easy, guys. The guy right there, Chase Kitty, the Lion's Edge podcast. Give him a shout-out. Check him out on Twitter. Obviously, listen to the podcast. Listen to our podcast, BetMGM Tonight. Five-star reviews. That's what we ask. Well, NFL and college football. Love that, Chase. Ohio. Man. I like yeah, Ohio me too. this weekend, I like too. That too. I, yeah. I did bet that, and I completely agree I mean, with what you, he said. I'm telling you, you have to always look yeah. for college football teams coming off like big performances Emotional like that. wins. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I've been telling you guys, we got a Friday night football game, UTSA against Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee just, just beat Miami as 30-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. Those kids have been out all week. They've been getting free drinks, free food. Kissing babies, the talk of the town. Now they got to play a game against a really good UTSA team. Give me the Roadrunners, like man. UTSA. I mean, I like UTSA a lot. So I, lo- I love his, I love his Ohio logic. I think he's right on it. Do you guys want to know the only two teams in the last two years that have scored twenty or more points on Georgia, Alabama, UT- Kent State? It's crazy. Alabama, guys, Kent State. I was I, trying to think. Yeah, that's right. I won, I won the total. I yeah. had the under in that Georgia game, and I won it by the hook because that's, of an interception. It's amazing. Oh, it was unreal. Yeah, love Ohio. That's why the Chase, gambling gods came call. back and got you last night. It's though. true.